Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. A is after her old shit again, but we are just getting started here on post-show recaps covering Pretty Little Liars, episode eight, Bad Blood. Uh, and I am not alone, of course, as always, joined here by my co-detective trying to figure out who the heck A is. We may have some answers for you this week. Sarah Bergenson. Sarah, how are you? I am doing so well. We have the last three episodes released of the season. You and I have only seen two so far, and I am dying to watch the. Uh, no, we are no, just one so far. Did I say two? Yeah, we've only seen one. We've only I seen prom- episode eight. That was not a slip. I promise. <laughs> I've only seen one. Listen, you all would know because I don't know that we're like good enough to no. not slip up if we like watch the next episode we'd be so bad about not saying anything yeah yeah my my point is is that i am really dying to see oh that might be a little bit too too soon that was too Um, soon sorry no uh i am really (laughs) eager to watch the next two episodes but we got bad blood not me and you we're fine like yeah we're fine fine. uh and you probably were extra excited to watch this episode seeing as how its namesake is from t-swizzles yeah, I am a huge, uh, well, I'm not like a huge T-Swizzle. I, I mean, you're I a pretty big Swifty. I would say you're I know. a pretty big Swifty. It kind of just came up upon me. I didn't really. Just happened to you. It just happened. happened. Yeah. Just happened. But I'm loving it. Uh, Bad Blood's a good song. I think that's from off of 1989. I got to say, um, this episode Okay, I know we've said there there are some like uh it's some there's some kookiness in the show, right? There's some like hard to believe stuff. There's some like what are you doing? Why are you doing that stuff in this show in general? But I do feel like episode 8 is where we have fully hit the territory of previous pretty little liar shenanigans. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. It is nonsense like and in a good way like in a very enjoyable way because it's so funny because it's like this is impossible the yeah. whole time i was like this is not possible but it's it it happened in it the happened. show at least it certainly so did i really love this episode just because it was bonkers like the whole concept and we knew it was as soon as we saw that thanksgiving blood drive sign i said to you i'm like What's the end game here? Yeah, what right? is the what? Well, we all were like, well, I think I know what they're going to do, but that sounds like a really dumb plan. And guess what? It was their plan, and it also was really stupid. <laughs> oh, but like how they executed it was so dumb. I can't, I cannot wait to get into all of this because it is just 
so far-fetched, so stupid. And yet, I will say, while we didn't really progress the Karen Kelly of it all too much this episode, we did get a lot of progress on the Angela Waters um, storyline. So I'm really pleased with that. We have two more episodes to solve this mystery and see if they leave us hanging on the end of the season for a possible season two, which I'm still very hopeful for. I think this show is honestly like, just good fun. Is it it's the best fun. television ever? No. Yes. Is it groundbreaking? Oh. Absolutely yes. not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so fun. It's so yeah. It's a lot fun. of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I really, really like it. I will advise that Jessica and I are kind of the HBO show Kiss of Death. We really are. I'm so sorry if the show gets canceled and it's our fault. <laughs> Because we covered The Flight Attendant and we covered Time Traveler's Wife and there well, will not be another season of either. Well, The Flight Attendant I don't think is necessarily our fault because they kind of like – Kaylee Cuoco was kind of like, I'm done. Like, this is right. done. Whereas I do think we are responsible for <laughs> <laughs> Time Traveler's Wife. But in the good news, we also mm. covered The Gilded Age and that's going to be on for oh, – yeah. It's as just, long it's gonna be just as fine. there's humans. Yeah. It's um, good. There's going to be 500 seasons <laughs> of that show. Oh, no. It's going to be like Downton Abbey and then they're going to make movies too. I was thinking it's going to be the modern day soap opera where it's going to be 30 seasons for 30 years. Oh my gosh. That's so much. It's so much. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk bad blood. I do want to give a little bit of a disclaimer before we hop in, as is the case with most of the episodes of these shows, we do, we are going to get into some dark territory again, a lot of suicide talk, um, in, in this show. So if that's not something that you think you can handle, we totally understand if you need to bow out. I did just want to give a heads up at the top because obviously beyond, um, Angela Waters, uh, death and, and all of that, uh, we're going to be talking about another suicide this episode. So just to give you all a little bit of a heads up at the top of the podcast. Um, But we pick up where we left off, where the girls run into the bathroom. And I got to say, I do love how this like super rundown grody bathroom has been like their little like hang spot to have their little combos. (laughs) Either that or the library. And I just want to ask if your choice is like that really nice small library slash study or the most disgusting bathroom that's ever existed, why do you continuously choose the bathroom? Especially because I feel like you're more likely to be interrupted in the bathroom unless this is the grotiest bathroom and everyone is like, oh, don't go to that bathroom. Yeah, don't go to that bathroom. Yeah, it's, it's in the art yes. hallway. It's really gross. You can get hepatitis from going into that bathroom. Yeah, Just it's one of the it. bathrooms that hasn't been updated. Although I got to say, nothing has been updated in this school because it's also freaking dark. They need lights everywhere. But, like, yeah, they're always hanging out in this bathroom. And Mouse, I don't know, the one who seems to be not – they're all kind of unintelligent in various ways this episode. But Mouse at least suggests that they go to police about the photo that they just got of Tyler's body. Mm -hmm. And Farron's like, well, we at least could, like, anonymously text it to the sheriff. Um, Which, again, love Farron here. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Tabby and Imogen, though, say, uh, like, no, no, we need to, like, A is out there. A is going to get us. I just, like, think that these girls need to stop listening to Imogen and Tabby. (laughs) Especially, especially Imogen, because she's wearing a crop top uh, sweater. (laughs) And that's three-quarter length sleeve. (laughs) And This isn't the hearts one, is it, yet? That's later in the episode, right? No, this one's blue. It's cute, but the fact that, um, with all respect, her 
fake pregnant belly is like like it's sitting on top of the shirt underneath oh okay yes i remember it's this just now. not working for me yeah imogen but imogen. the sweater itself is actually pretty cute um, but this is when they decide they're going to tell the rest of the girls about what happened to them. Um, and I do really like how they, they're like, let's go outside for this. And so they go and they sit on the bleachers in the freezing cold and they have this conversation. But I did think at least it was a little bit more of a private location. Um, and, uh, and I do like that we kind of cut the, through the conversation we don't necessarily need to see the whole conversation but the girls are really sweet about it they're like oh my gosh i'm so sorry that's so awful but they do make note that both of these things happened after jock centric parties where there were mm. a lot of jocks present yes absolutely now naturally for me this meant i was like i got my eye on you sean i remember Sh okay you <laughs> okay love sean love him he he he's so sus Thank you. Thank you. Finally, you're seeing it. I've been sussing him for weeks. And this episode, I was like, no, it's going to it's going to be him because he's Raging lying about suspicious. the pills. Yeah, he's not being nice about the inhaler. And I'm just like, oh, they don't even think about getting his DNA and he's offering it up willingly. Right. He is. But, you know, it's interesting that he's willingly giving up his DNA if he's supposedly on these steroid drugs. And he's potentially like the father. So you would think that he would not be like, I'll give up the blood. I'll give up the blood. But I don't know. I thought that he, I don't know. I guess I was getting major suspicious vibes, but he's so nice. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but so this is when Tabby says, listen, they're going to have the blood drive. We need to get in on the blood drive. And then we're going to collect blood samples to compare it to Imogen's baby's DNA. Um, I don't know shit. And I don't know anything about forensic science. But I just don't think that this would work out. Well, the problem is, like, because I was thinking, how are they going to get little vials of blood? No, they're going to take the freaking cotton swabs. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, this was nuts. And, okay, so I, once again, I don't know science at all. If and we're not doctors. Science, if anybody needs a scientist or... If you can tell me if you can get, I suppose you could get DNA. Certainly get DNA. That's not really my concern. You can get DNA swabs. off of the cotton swab. The problem is more like you can't you can't identify whose blood it is based on just having a bucket of cotton swab. Oh, that's what the, the dumbest thing is. I thought this was going to be like systematic and really organized. I thought so too. I thought my, they were going to keep the jock cotton swabs at least separated, but no. no. And, no. and on top of that, they're like, okay, well, what? Do, how are we going to do this testing of the DNA? And they're like, oh, we'll talk to Noah's mom. She's a nurse. Can't Marjorie help? And I'm just like, okay, mm all right, sure. In a, in a perfect world, sure. Um, And then Imogen's just like, yeah, you know what else, though? I'm also going to go back and see Crazy Joe because that seems like a perfect idea. No, it's a you don't go back to see Crazy Joe. Like you... she's also we're getting close to Thanksgiving, which means she's now seven months pregnant. Okay, so her not like zero care about the safety and health of her child is getting ridiculous. Well, I'm also very curious because we had this storyline where her and Chip go to the adoption agency place to like scope it out and get an idea of if that's the right fit for her right and then it's been a month and we because <laughs> like you have to keep in mind that a month has now passed since halloween and yet 
we still have not gotten any more information on that either. Like, okay, is she moving forward with that? What's the situation? We don't know anything about that. But yeah, this is Imogen's great plan is to go see Crazy Joe. Um, yeah. Great. I just wouldn't, I would not see Crazy Joe. They're lucky that they got out before. Oh, oh, definitely. Um, and so then this is when we go to uh, see Sydney, who is going out for a run, and she is going to be the one who gets the letter this time. On her front porch is the Scarlet Letter, and it is the one that has that was checked out by Angela a ton. Now, didn't Imogen have this? Didn't she, did she not take it from that shrine? I, I would assume I don't remember her taking it, but she definitely had it in hand. Yeah, maybe she just looked at it. Um, and then on the inside, there's a little note. And unfortunately, you know what? I think A needs to work on their stuff a little bit because silence kills has no A's in it. And so we didn't get a red A on this note. And very that, it's very, it's not very, um, satisfying when there's no it's not red in their A's. brand, you know, yeah. brand awareness is a true thing. Maybe hi, I'm a silence kills or literally could have just been silence kills dash a oh yeah 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 messages yes exactly so very disappointing um but we we flash back to 99 where sydney finds angela in a dingy bathroom like i think this is the same bathroom uh in a bathroom stall sitting on the floor and i was like that's so gross but uh she's crying and sydney goes and tells the rest of the girls something was done to angela we can only presume this is about the sexual assault yeah that's what i was thinking yeah, I can't. I mean, the show is pretty knock you in the face with its references, so I can't imagine they're talking about anything else. Um, I thought no. that they did a really like decent job with casting the younger Sydney. Yes. I do too. I think they did a pretty good job across the board in terms of the younger versions of the moms. I think it's pretty easy at this point for us to tell them apart. Obviously, first episode was a little bit tough when you're learning, you know, 10 characters in one episode. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. But I agree with that. Um, we're back at the train cars now. Yeah, at Crazy Joe's. And they go to tell him, they're like, Imogen immediately tells him about the sign-in book. And she's like, listen, there's a sixth signature we can't identify. Could it be yours? And like the most suspicious person ever, he immediately is like, you need to leave. <laughs> if I was crazy, Joe, and now granted, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not crazy, but I, I'm just like, if you want to try to separate yourself from the crazy Joe moniker, I would say act less crazy in this moment and be like, oh, let me see it. Let me see. It. Oh, no. You know, that's not my handwriting. Yeah, he should definitely be less suspicious. Like he yeah. didn't. That was he pretty didn't suspicious. That, yeah, he didn't. He basically wanted a quick, uh, from my opinion, he wanted a quick buck and he knew, he didn't think that these girls were going to get anywhere with their investigative reporting, their investigation. They He didn't think much of their detective skills mm-hmm. and yet they figured it a lot out and he's getting nervous and Imogen, Imogen is like moving closer to him which also got me very like anxious because i'm like girl do not step towards the man who calls himself crazy joe uh but she does emotionally (laughs) stable joe is your friend (laughs) crazy joe is not um and she says angela uh, you know was assaulted and he he already knew he knows things and she offers him money she's like what do you want do you want more money what is it gonna take and he's just like, no, this is going to be very bad for you if you don't drop it. 
Uh, at which point Tabby kind of pulls her out of there and they, they run. But it's like, okay. I mean, by the end of the episode, there were going to be some pretty strong indications that Crazy Joe was A. But I no feel way. like we are, Crazy we are Joe smarter is than not that. A. Crazy Joe knows who A is. Maybe Crazy Joe is an assist for A. There's yeah. no way that Crazy Joe is A. Yeah, Maybe I'm Crazy Joe is the one in the A costume. Yes, but he is not the one who's doing the text messages and all of yes, that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so back at Noah's house, this is so absolutely ridiculous. Noah tells Marjorie about Tabby and Imogen. And it also makes me wonder, like, did because by the end of the episode, I feel like everybody knows about Tabby and Imogen and what happened to them. And I'm like, did they say, hey, it's cool if you tell your parents or if it's cool if you tell other people? Because Noah, Noah's telling Sean, Noah's telling Marjorie. Noah really took the liberties of telling everybody in town. And I think that... Imogen and Tabby spend so much effort on keeping it private, but Noah was just like spilling the business to everybody. But I think that it was so irresponsible of Marjorie to sign on to this so quickly with barely any questions. Yeah. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. She's just like, yeah, I have a friend at the lab. I was like, how? I mean, Marjorie obviously is not great with, um, just in general, like, right, we've accused her of being, like, kind of a bad mom and just generally not having a lot of – she doesn't think a lot before she acts. So maybe yeah. that's just a product of this. But I was just like, how are you so in without any further questions? <laughs> it's because she's just – she's wild. I don't know. She – and the, the thing is that – so she did not get back or she chose not to get back with her hospital job. Right. And any single ties that she has to the hospital, she's potentially sacrificing by making this agreement that she's going to collect children's blood samples and get the DNA tested. I want to know who her friend at the lab is. That's just like, Oh, here's a bunch of bloody cotton swabs. Can you run this for me? Like, I know, (laughs) I know. And then it, it was Marjorie who was like, you know, DNA stolen is not admissible in admissible court. in court yeah and yeah. then Noah was like I don't care and Marjorie's like okay as long as you know that then and I don't put care up either. an investigation it's just like well maybe, though what, maybe you should just start by going to the police okay like, what happened to that deputy maroon they don't they can't they can't meet with her no but the nurse I mean there's a lot of people you could talk to anyway uh we're at tabby's house and we see sydney enjoying a glass of wine on the couch it's almost thanksgiving uh we find out that imogen and her mom used to always volunteer at soup kitchens on thanksgiving but all three of them are going to have thanksgiving together imogen says i'll just go to the soup kitchen earlier in the week um and uh imogen goes upstairs to talk to tabby and she has another idea uh her mom's yearbook because her mom is just like the most popular um, everybody signed her yearbook. And so she's like, maybe I can now Imogen is not only a detective, but she is a handwriting analyst. Okay. Well, I do think that this is not the worst idea that Imogen it's has had. It's certainly better than the blood drive idea. It's it's a decent idea. Try to match handwriting, except that it's hard because all they have is A waters. They don't even have Angela Waters, A yeah. waters. So you're working with how many in like unique letters? Well, like the good five, news is, if that unique letters. But the good news is letters like A are super distinct. I feel like there there are a lot of different ways people can write the letter A. Yeah, and I do think that is something that doesn't necessarily change over time with with handwriting. Okay, you know? I have great news. Hags 
And that's what I'm saying. There's an A and an, an S, S in Angela Waters. Yeah, and Hags. Yeah, but that's it. No, but I think I think that the A would be very very helpful, and most people maybe would write more than Hags. <laughs> Dear DV, you are the most popular girl in school. It's okay that you killed Angela Waters. She deserved <laughs> to do it a anyway. But they wrote it A Waters. And then they're like, that's it. Figuring it out. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love like the least popular girl in school. Uh, but Imogen is most upset because she has no idea how her mom is connected to all of this stuff. And it sucks. I, I, I do feel for Imogen in that like, it's now almost like you can't really romanticize your relationship with your mother or who she was as a person when you're hearing all of this other stuff that contradicts that, you know? It's really upsetting her grieving process. Yeah, it, she's questioning who her mom really was, how can, how, like, what she thinks of her mom or as a person. Mm -hmm. Also, kind of questioning herself because back in the day Imogen was a popular girl she hung out with Karen and Kelly so you know how much is she similar to her mom in a bad way yeah yeah uh then we're we're in Thanksgiving week now Farron is just swimming laps in a pool and I'm just like since when do you swim Farron this is her new hobby ever since she stopped dancing. She's a swimmer now. You know what? It's probably really good for like PT for physical therapy. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking mm -hmm. that this was one of her um, PT exercises. Yeah. Uh, it, Henry... You know, with, um, they, when people had polio back in, you know, the thirties, forties, whatever uh, they, they swam to get exercise. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I just know it's like good for your joints, you know? Um, but Henry asks Farron to go see a movie, but she has PT and he says, oh, maybe over Thanksgiving break. Like, um, it does seem like she's working herself rather hard. Like, uh, we'll hear later about how often she's wearing her back brace. And it seems like she's trying to speed up her recovery time for her back, which understandable for Farron's personality. I think this fits who she yeah. is and also fits like her mom being Corey and kind of ingraining all of that in her both genetically and just um by nature you know nurture, is there any whatever. downside to wearing a brace all the time because that's what i was wondering too because she it's like oh you're supposed to wear it six hours a day well if you wear it eight what happens or as much as you can tolerate but then yeah. that's so vague because essentially firing could tolerate it at all times and i was yeah. thinking is it kind of like a retainer where you should be wearing it most of the time Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think she thinks it's going to speed up the process, but by the way, Madame Giri talks about it, it doesn't seem like that's going to do a ton to speed anything up. Um. So in film class, we have Tabby's teacher wants to talk to her about her short film. He says because of the dark material, she needs to get written permission from her mom um, to do the short film. And Tabby agrees. She says, that's totally fair. Yeah, I could totally do that. That's great. Which... I guess that's that's fair. I don't know if these I assume these short films are going to be shown to the class. So I guess that makes sense. Although if that's the case, I feel like you would want to get written permission from all the students watching like their parents that have to watch the film, not mm -hmm. the one who's making it. Mm. Or maybe both. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I think that. I think it makes sense that she's under 18. She is going to do some explicit 
content. Um, I guess it makes sense that she needs to get parents' permission, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, well, I mean, honestly, I think that it's time for her to tell Sydney what happened. So if this is a good vehicle for that to happen, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at football practice, Noah tells Sean about Tabby Dimension. <laughs> Noah just blab into the whole town. Uh, and Sean's like, oh, no, some of the guys are crass, but they would never do that. And I'm just like, mm. that was what made me suspicious. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was suspicious about him weeks ago, but this was especially suspicious because it's like he this and I also think the carnival was also something that like sent up my little spidey senses even more was how he acted at the carnival. And he was just very aggressive. Well, yeah, but that's the steroids. So, right. Maybe the only thing that he's hiding is just steroids. Like maybe he's not like could be a red herring sexual assault person um back at tabby's house uh so tabby talks to her mom about the subject of her short film and she lies and she says that um it's inspired by the angela stuff because imogen found out that an angela was assaulted and sydney looks pretty upset about this um and uh she does sign the permission slip and so the actual topic is a woman who's assaulted gets revenge by carving an A on her attacker's chest. Yeah. This is not the best proposal to your mom. Um, but she doesn't know because Sydney doesn't talk to her at all. Yeah. Uh, but I think that this is the one thing that would like scare her mom away for allowing her to do this because they're yeah. talking about Angela Waters and there's the A and it's, you know, um, so she signs the permission slip at this point, does she, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. She's like, okay. Um, so then we're at Kelly's house, and Imogen is talking to Kelly about the uh, the assault, which I was, I mean, I guess in order to convince her to get them in to volunteer, yes. Yes. I guess it makes sense that she kind of has to do this. You have to but share it, it. Yeah, but it also really makes me wonder, too, did – I don't know. I guess I'm I'm very curious to know what the rumors were about Imogen about like who the father of her baby you was. You know, until now. you know how high school talks. They were all probably saying awful things that Yeah, exactly. You know, Imogen's like easy or like, you know, irresponsible or all these things. Yeah. And yep. this was after um she got pregnant the the same night of the falling out between Karen and Kelly. So I'm right. sure that Karen and Kelly were kind of feeding the fire for oh, those rumors. Yeah. Um, um and yeah. Kelly says something interesting in the scene. She says, like, I feel so bad. I was awful to you that yep. night. Was Kelly awful to her that night? Or was it Karen? I mean, I think you probably could say both were awful. But yeah, it certainly begs the question of who is this? Still, we are still left wondering. Is it for you? I have a question for you. It, has it gone on too long for you not knowing who, if Kelly is Karen or Karen no. is, is Kelly? Oh, no, I'm just curious to know if you, you wished that they had revealed this no. by now. No, okay. No, I feel like... I, if anything, I wish that they did not have the whole Farron thing so that it could have been, if it was like the case, more subtle, like a more, like a subtle thing, a subtlety, and then did a big reveal. 
I think this show really loves like whacking us over the face with information, though. I don't think yeah. subtlety is really in this show's DNA. I know, I don't, I don't think so. But no, no way. I think that it's a really fun twist uh, if it is the case, or even if it isn't, and Kelly's just trying to take over. Cat- then I think that's cool too. Like I think that, um, you know, I discussed in the first episode, one of the first episodes, that these are storylines that remind me a lot of the pretty little liars books and it gets me really excited for it to be done in an interesting and cool way yeah while i feel like the original pretty little liars series really like messed it all up yeah no i agree with you i'm just like i think i'm i'm with you like i wish they had put doubt in our mind as to whether kelly was karen or karen was kelly maybe an episode or two later than they yeah. did yeah. instead of like, I don't need to be resolved right now, but I'm hoping that we can resolve this by next episode so that the finale can kind of be like more focused like but on then, A and that. Yeah, stuff. totally. But then, okay. So say that we learn that it is Kel- Karen, then what? Right. like what, like what's the well, point? I guess it, like, it matters how it all ties in together right if it ties in together we don't know i think it's more interesting at this point if it was just kelly getting like trying to take over her sister's popularity which i do think one of the scenes later does kind of point to to that so we'll get into that um but uh but yeah so imogen kind of guilts kelly a little bit where she's just like you know we used to be really good friends i hope you do the right thing uh back at I Farron. love how Kelly's just like, what are we doing? Like, can you explain this? Yeah, she doesn't get it either. <laughs> no, she's like, this is like ridiculous. She's like, what are you? You're asking me to steal my classmates' blood? Like, this is crazy. And then Imogen's like, we won't need a lot, just a few drops. Like, what you get off a cotton ball? It's Imogen's yeah. idea about the cotton ball. What? Am I surprised? Yeah. Cute sweater so, worn by Imogen though, because it's a turtleneck. Of course, naturally. Um, so yeah, Farron says she's doing her homework and she has her back brace on. Her dad comes in to check on her and she's been wearing it for a long time. She's only supposed to wear it six hours a day, but she does tell him like, don't worry. I was just about to take it off. And she starts to take it off like as he's leaving the room and then she just, nope, secures it right back on uh, when he leaves. So yeah. we definitely get the vibe that she is trying to speed along her recovery as quickly as possible. Right. Um, Which I expect... Farron, it, it doesn't, it makes sense, but also Farron's so smart and I feel like she would know that like taking your time is what you should be doing and there's no shortcuts. So yeah, I think but, she is smart enough to know that, but like deep in her heart, she just wants to be dancing. And so she's going to do it. I think in her head, she's like, okay, but if I wore it for eight hours a day, what if that makes a difference? Like you never know, right. you know? Right. So I, I totally relate to it. And I, I love Farron. I think Farron is actually like, she's one of my favorites. Like she's been really like such a great character. This Please season. just tell me that you like her more than Mouse. I beg of you. I just think Mouse is very like cutesy. Like I just, I really like Mouse's naivete. Although I really hate what Mouse does later. So yeah, I think she's moved above Mouse Woo-hoo! at this point. I win. 
Um, speaking of Mouse, she's visiting Elodie at the hotel. And Mouse wants to talk about stuff with Elodie, but she just will not give in. Mouse wants to know about her father. Elodie refuses to tell her anything. I really don't think this is helping anything. Because if Mouse wants information, she's going to find it out. If, if you won't yeah. tell her, she's going to go looking. Yeah. First, she asks about Angela. Elodie refuses. Then she asks about her dad. Elodie refuses. Um, and yeah, that's just like, she just is like, forget it. I give up then. And then she goes to, I don't know what this place is. Honrada Pawn and Salvage Unique and Eclectic Finds. What is this? And why does this establishment have her birth certificate? So this is the pawn shop that her parents own. This is her their parents own a pawn shop. This has been mentioned like in passing. Remember when she says she can't do something because she has to do inventory on Halloween at her parents' pawn shop. <laughs> I don't remember this. How in the you cannot tell me. Elodie looks like she's an accountant. You can't tell me that this they woman... both own a pawn shop. That's it's called Conrada oh. Pawn and Salvage. That's her last name. No, Conrata. she looks like she does bookkeeping. Like there's no, <laughs> no. way that but I she... still don't does she owns a pawn shop she owned they both own a pawn shop together and it also doesn't make sense to me why you're keeping your child's birth certificate in a filing cabinet at a pawn shop first of all that should have it inside the house should be inside the house and should be in a fire safe lock you would think um also uh elodie and uh her wife are terrible slobs and they their office looks a mess it really is a big mess um, but she does find her birth certificate and we got confirmation of what we were trying to figure out last episode, which is Aaron Stevens is her biological father and Elodie is her biological mother. Yeah. So it was a situation where it was her egg. It was Elodie's egg that they used. Were you not mind blown at the fact that Aaron Stevens and the whole time, that's the father's name. And the whole time we we're like, Steve is so suspicious. At first, I was like, this is proof. Steve is the father. He just changed his <laughs> name a little. It's like there are so many names out in the universe. They picked and you're the telling me. Yeah. And I do think that it was probably a tease. Like, I would hope that it's intentional. Well, I think it's definitely intentional that his first name starts with an A. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about Steve Stevens. Like, I was just thinking that. you're. you're I guess you're right. I didn't. It didn't really dawn on me. Honestly, the biggest thing I thought of was that is the most generic freaking name I've ever seen in my life. It's like Aaron's, Michael Johnson or yeah. like, you know, Michael Smith. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very generic name. So, um, okay, hold on. Her birthday is um, May 12th. 2007 damn this girl's so young we are old man we are that's what it is we're old welcome no, this is so messed up i was i graduated in 2007 from yeah. high school yeah 2007 yeah. um so uh she's she's a Taurus, right may 12th uh yes it checks out yeah um so back in imogen's room she's having trouble matching up the signatures uh but tabby says maybe you should like chill out about it a little bit but imogen says i really miss my mom and it's it's easier when i'm doing things to distract me from the grief which totally fair i think that's like a very uh, common way to 
to grieve, you know, just kind of get your mind off of things. Yeah. You and I are very project oriented. So yes. I, I could understand that. Yeah. And so um, Tabby says, well, maybe, maybe going to the soup kitchen will help you kind of remember her. And also it'll keep you busy at the same time. Um, so, <laughs> so we got Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, Kelly gets all the girls into the nurse's office. And I love how it's just like, I know you only needed one volunteer, but I have five more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so exciting. And then freaking Imogen is so creepy. She's like, I want blood from everyone. That is so, so creepy. I couldn't handle it. With her sick smile. And uh, and so, yeah, then they're all, like, going about their um, their different ways to get people to donate. Uh, and so they're like, okay, I, I, who is it that promises you don't have to go to class after you donate blood? And I'm like, are you allowed to promise that? <laughs> what I don't remember. Yeah, it was Noah, which makes a lot of sense. Like, Noah's probably like, yeah, you don't have to go to class. Like, don't worry about it. She's so, like casual at times you're yeah. like yeah you don't have to go to class it's fine yeah she's like sitting on the teacher's desk when she's saying it without a care in the world and tabby gives free passes to the orpheum and her teacher is like giving her side eye the entire time i'm just like does he just not like her i don't understand this that's what i was thinking but the real reason is like oh crap i'm gonna have to tell this girl that her movie's rejected like and i have to deal with her i don't want to think about this because why yes. else? Like, because the next scene we see like her movie got rejected. This is so, so upsetting that it's like, okay, she went through the whole trouble of getting her mom's permission to do this. And then you're going to say it was almost like the teacher didn't expect her mom to sign off on it. And then when she did, he's like, shit, now I got to find another way to deny this. So he goes to the principal and the principal says, we can't have students exposed to such content. And like I said, I do think it's one of those things where it's okay, then you get a permission slip for the students because I'm with Tabby. This is the reality we're living in. Like yeah, these things Jess, do happen to women. one parent says that they're not comfortable, then what does that mean? Then that she can't do it? I think then the student, then I think that student can't watch it. I think it's like anytime you have a film that's a little bit oh, like, like the time crazy. in preschool when they aired Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and I was too scared and I... I had to get put in a different room. Exactly. <laughs> just like that. Um, and then also, I just thought the principal seemed sus. <laughs> the principal is sus. Everyone's <laughs> suspicious. Everyone's. I'm. So I haven't terrible. forgotten him in the cafeteria picking up some weird pamphlet. I do and putting think it in that the jacket. principal is, probably knew of Angela Waters. Like, I think that mm -hmm. every adult um used to go to the school it's one of those towns that you can never escape from uh yeah i agree with you i think he went to that school and now he's principal of that school and yeah you know what you know what was suspicious what? when um <laughs> when chip invited imogen to thanksgiving how dare he <laughs> That was fine uh but she tells him about the soup kitchen and he is instantly in again. and you find that suspicious not that he wants to do philanthropy and cares about the homelessness epidemic in this he country just is so eager with imogen and he was like so in love with tabby that i'm like mm, moving on a little bit quickly aren't we chip maybe he really just cares about giving back to the community hopefully we can all hope 
Um, but let's let's take a quick ad break while I have to I have to contemplate all of the I have to, you know what I have to compile my list of suspicious individuals. It's gonna, the list will be too long. <laughs> we'll be right back. Back to dance class. Uh, Farron decides she wants to audit. I don't know. Do you, what do you audit in a dance class? Do you know the answer to this? Uh, you observe the what was what's going on in the class, and then you kind of take it in. So that's what it is. It so means you're watching. You're watching. Yeah, okay. it's like why should the audit then? I don't know. Somebody used that with me recently, and I that's what I learned because I wanted to go into a history of interior design class back at my university, and they said that I can audit a class or two. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so just, they, she finds out Giselle is going to be pushed to next year. Uh, Jiri says there's no shortcuts. You can wear your brace all day. It's not going to speed up your recovery. Um, so we do see Farron take off the brace and text Henry about movie and a pizza seemingly like, okay, at least she's taking a break. You know, I think she, Madam, Madam Jiri got to her a little bit and maybe gotten, you know, made her understand a little bit. She seems upset about this. I mean, yeah, fair enough, you know. Understandably so, but at least uh, she's fair standing. enough. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. So she's gonna go to the pizza place like everybody else. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, football practice. Noah tells Sean about their plan with the blood drive, and I was like, "Don't tell him. Do not tell him. He's sus as rah, yeah, as free. yeah, so no, sus. yeah." And she was like, "Do you think that you can get all your football bros to come with?" And he's like. No, because all of them are on steroids and they do not want to risk getting kicked off the crappy football team, even though uh, it shouldn't even be football season anymore because there's snow on the ground. I thought that, too. I was like, wait a minute. If there's snow, are they supposed to be playing football? Football all year round at Millwood. Apparently. Where? I mean, where? I where are they Pennsylvania. Where are they filming at? Probably Toronto. Yeah. No, isn't that where they film like all? Oh, you're North right. North. That's where they film like the Riverdale stuff. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um. So he says, "Oh, I'll donate though," and I'm like, "I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will, Sean." But then, like, what happens? Then, I mean, to be honest with you, if we're just putting a cotton ball in a pile, then it then sure. Or, or I think. That Noah's just like, oh, Sean's innocent. We don't need his cotton ball. Yeah. Okay. So Pretty Little Liars Original Sin is filmed entirely in New York, specifically in Ulster County, Hudson, <gasps> Catskill, and Shinadaki. I'm sorry. Schenectady? Exactly. exactly you know what i'm such an idiot because i remember hearing about that after the fact and being so upset because a lot of those places are Wait, very close to me jessica you and i like six months ago were saying that we we're gonna sneak on to the <laughs> we i know like, i forgot oh, yeah we were talking about sneaking on to i the have set. cheese brain it's not my fault well, i didn't I remember, remember either yeah. how far away is this it was worth it to hear you try to pronounce connectedy i gotta say oh it's not a normal word to say <laughs> um how far away is this from you a schenectady any of these places very very yeah. close i let's let's put it this way i know all the names that you just said meaning they're close enough where i know them <sighs> i'm sorry doesn't make sense if they do a season two we'll go sneak on on set we have to yeah um 
but yeah, so we're back in the library and Noah has plan B. You know what? Well, the jocks are out playing football. We'll go swipe their DNA off of all the stuff in the locker room. Brilliant idea, Noah, because this is exactly what we need. And now we can, you know, uh, do something. Well, basically, at least if they have blood cotton balls and then they have a separate DNA bag of jock stuff, they could test them separately and at least narrow down. Is it a jock or not? Oh, got it. But the problem is, so they're going into the locker room. This is such a gross scene. We see like, okay, they're going to wipe mouth guards. Okay, I'm on board with that. That's fine. Why are we taking the biggest like squirrel-sized thing of hair out of the drain? You can't separate that. That's all their hair combined. What are you going to do? So gross. The the view of it too. They shot it from like under the drain. It was, I wanted to gag. It was so nasty. And then they also take a jock strap. Aren't the guys going to notice that's missing? (laughs) All you need to do do is well that's the thing like aren't they gonna notice like all this stuff is missing and i guess they only need hair within the jock strap i don't know these girls are the fact that they have these rubber gloves they have the long q-tips where are they getting this stuff i have so many questions about this process yeah how did they come across this why did they decide to do this um it's all gross. It's all very gross. Yeah. Um, I understand. I think the mouth guards for me are probably the best bet where you do a Q-tip. I think we. I think the smart way you do it um, is you look for all their mouth guards. You individually Q-tip, seal it, label yes. it. Label it. And then you know whose is whose. If you're just taking a big clump of hair out of the drain, how, how are you separating that? But I guess to them it doesn't matter because at least if they can narrow down if it's a jock or not, then it's good enough for them. I know, but they could do more. That's the thing. They could easily do more. Okay. Obviously, none of these people have organizational skills. They're mad people. They're mad. I cannot believe that they have a pile of cotton balls and said, that's good enough. I thought they were going to systematically label each cotton ball and sample to determine exactly who it was. Why are they so lazy? Why can't they do that? It's just the dumbest plan is the problem. It's even even with Noah's part B, which does make it slightly less stupid. It's so stupid. And I loved um, shout out to our, uh, our Posha Recaps patron discord. Uh, if you want to become a member, PoshaRecaps.com slash Patreon. Um, I, I do love watching people live react to, to the show. And uh, we had quite the crew this morning. Uh, shout out to Todd and Kate and Brenna uh, watching this episode, all of which they all every single last one of them was like, this is so stupid. Like they don't know whose blood is who's on these It's just it's madness. But the fact that nobody was like, hey, hey, everybody, like this is a really bad idea or maybe we should do it this way. How in the world did you get Farron to agree to this? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody. Farron would be the one person that'd be like, like, I'm not touching that. Not touching this or like, hey, ding bats. Like maybe we should try it this way. Not even Farron. She's too busy with her back brace. Yep. Um, meanwhile, the moms are all meeting. Sydney says the girls are still investigating Angela Waters. They found out that she was sexually assaulted. 
Um, and they're like, Corey's like, Sydney, you need to snoop and find out how much they know. And I'm like, can anybody just have an honest conversation with please, her daughter? Please, <laughs> you will stop the search if you're just honest with your children mm-hmm. or, you know, don't tell the whole truth. And then maybe that'll be enough for them. Probably with a not. little bit of a tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mouse tells Ash that her moms aren't speaking to one another and we find out some information about Ash, which I was really excited to learn. I've been really enjoying Ash on the show. Um, Ash is adopted, which, uh, Todd did mention in the discord and it kind of got implanted in my brain a little bit. could make him a little bit suspicious in terms of if he's adopted, one of his parents could somehow be related to this Angela Waters situation, Mm. which is possible. Um, but he says his parents are, have always been very supporting and loving, including when he came out as trans. This is a trans actor on the show as well. Um, I love the representation and I also love that until episode eight, it was never mentioned that he was trans in terms of like it being this huge story and this big thing. Um, I just love how it's just very normal, right? We, we had guessed that, uh, the spectrum club was some type of LBG LGBTQIA club. We weren't positive. Cause it also spectrum is also something that is uh, commonly used when talking about some kind of like autism spectrum as well. Um, but, uh, I love Ash and I love this little character note. And I like that mouse is because mouse has a similar type of situation and so she can relate. And she asks, would you meet your birth parents if you could? And he says, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that kind of is just like, okay, so it's okay. It's cool if I feel that way too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I agree with you. I think that it's um, it's really cool. I especially like that Ash was able to really develop uh, his character and we get to really get to know Ash for who Ash is instead of being, you know, the asterisk, like this is a trans character and here's all these cool facts about it. It's like, oh, here are these, all these cool things about uh, Ash. And then that, and then this is a, and that like a, an additional thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I like the show that did that. Yeah. And so mouse finds her old girl scout uniform. And I was like, the hell is she going to use this? For? No, I had no clue. I did not know where they were going with this. I was like, no, okay, neither. is she going to, I don't know, like look up patches that she won or I don't know. I did not expect her to put on the old Girl Scout uniform and go find her father's house. That is something that I was not expecting. Yeah. But she (laughs) thought that was a good idea. Um, so back at the Orpheum, Tabby's working on her film project. Wes wants to know what's going on. And she says, I'm going to reframe rape stories throughout, uh, through the female lens. And, uh, but her teacher won't let her. Wes says, make it anyway. One film for them and one for her. That's what will get you into NYU. Uh, and she says, he's right. But Wes is still a big creep. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wes is still a good creep, but this was good advice very good advice make make the piece that you want to even if it's not for school you should make it um that's what you're passionate about that's what you should make that is advice that dawson leary would be proud of yeah uh (laughs) soup kitchen time we have a flashback where uh that imogen is thinking of davy runs off to talk to a woman at the soup kitchen who looks like it could be rose waters the woman is staring at imogen and her mom is like we gotta go we gotta go 
What did you think of this like tiny flashback where we possibly see Rose Waters? I definitely thought it was Rose Waters. I definitely think that made her realize that she could possibly be still in town. Um, it's interesting to see Davy still go up to Rose Waters after all these years and try to speak with her. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you feel like it was the right thing to do for Davy and her friends to go visit Rose Waters in the Radley Sanitarium, but in a way it's a little bit disrespectful for them to continuously go and visit her. And especially mm -hmm. if she's feeling some sort of way about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is really interesting. I mean, you have to imagine that if Rose knew about Angela's, like, assault, that she probably also knew about the girls, like, the, the girls she was hanging with. Um, And so we're back to reality, and Chip is like, are you okay, Imogen? You look, you know, like you were staring to a far-off place. Uh, And Imogen does tell Tabby about the thought she had in realizing that was probably Rose Waters, but Sydney is listening. Uh, and mm -hmm. Tabby says, well, maybe Rose is in Millwood. And Imogen says, I think the best way to find information is to find the Waters house. So Sydney be snooping around, listening to her daughter talking. Yeah, but I hate, I hate what comes of it, though. What, what comes of Sydney listening or what comes of Imogen talking about Rose Waters? No, what comes of Sydney listening? Because then she turns it around and is like, Imogen's a bad influence on you. Oh, yeah. It's so stupid. It's so it's so ridiculous. Um, Wednesday, Noah is walking around with the most band-aids I've ever seen in my entire life. So many band-aids. <gasps> I know. I was like, this is such a freaking plug for Band-Aid brand band-aids. <laughs> Sponsored by Band-Aid. Band-Aids. Johnson & Johnson rules the world, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. uh, and so she sees the jocks just exchanging bright blue pills out in the open yeah yeah so stupid Who it was that? it really really was but now we get to see the actual blood drive and work in uh right so <laughs> so yeah crazy. so walk us through walk us through the blood drive shenanigans and how okay. they're going about this so yeah so first of all we have farron and tabby running the front desk which i loved i was like okay like get it they are two people in charge of signing people in but their jobs could be to document in order who got the blood and that could help yeah. but no it doesn't so then we turn to the back and then we see people giving blood and kelly is like the band-aid bitch like she's the one <laughs> putting the band-aids on everybody but yeah. then like, she doesn't actually put the cotton swab on, like, in the Band-Aid. Like, when you get blood done, they do that. They put the cotton yes. thing in, and then they wrap you. Uh, but no, Kelly is a cotton swab stealer, and she takes the cotton swab and then puts it in the trash. And then, um, who is it? It's like, uh, who, who comes around and collects the mouse, collects the garbage? Somebody collects the garbage and then, you know, steals the garbage. And then Imogen's job is to uh, run into the nurse's office. And I thought she was going to look up the list of people giving blood. But in reality, she's just trying to find Rose Waters' address. I don't know where to start here besides saying these computers are password protected. 
Zero percent chance she's able to walk in and just start typing up on yeah. the computer. Also, yeah. why do they still have Rosewater slash Angela Waters information in here? I don't know. This database ago? is so old. So it was it was Noah who was the garbage collector. Yes. Don't make Noah do this. This is disrespectful to my girl Noah. Give her a better job. <laughs> she could she be just... a band-aid bitch. <laughs> Promoter. Promoter. Which job would you want? Would you rather be Okay, and then Mouse. Okay, so then that means Mouse is doing absolutely nothing. No, she's, she's telling just, about telling Ash how cute he looks and hit with his like a greaser with his sleeves rolled up, which is not that weird of a thing to say. But then Ash was like, "You're so weird. I love you." It's like, <laughs> what? Maybe yeah. it's weird for like children because it's a grease reference, but whatever. So, which job would you want? Would you want to be? The secretary people that sign people in would you want to be the band-aid bitch would you want to be the trash collector that tastes the cotton balls or do you want to hack into the computer or do you want to flirt with ash i think i want to flirt with ash of all those jobs <laughs> no you need honest. a real job jessica fine fine i guess i'll be band-aid bitch no i want to be band-aid bitch well like you can't just say which do you want to do and then tell me i can't do two of them okay fine i'll sign people in how's that i definitely Perfect. don't want to be the hacker uh, yeah, that's a big responsibility. It's too much anxiety caught. for me. Yeah, you I don't could want get that. Caught. I don't yeah. Want that. Well, I don't know if I want Band-Aid Bitch anymore because it got really <sighs> bloody. You just said you wanted it. Do you want to be signing instead? Yeah, I do. All right, I'm going to need Band-Aids. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so they give Marjorie all the cotton swabs and they have to wait a week or two for results. And so then, of course, they're going to go to the pizza place. Classic. <laughs> uh, and, and Tabby says it's a classic post-Ocean's Eleven crash after caper. So yeah, thank uh, you Farron Tabby says, for that thrilling movie reference. I just watched Ocean's Twelve, so I got the reference. Actually, did it feel like that was a true statement made by yes, the movie buff? Because Tabby. they always like hang and like talk after they like relax. I don't know if I'm doing something that's a little bit criminal. I'm not going to be hanging out with my criminal bros. Oh, that's a good point. You got to separate. After. Yeah, I'll be like, bye. But I'm going friends, to- so it looks sus if they separate. I guess it's no. Thanksgiving. Shouldn't they be with their families? I mean, definitely, definitely. Um, but Farron says, you know what? We're going to all go to a club that doesn't ID. I want to dance. And everyone is in just the girls dance time. They go to a club. First of all, Kelly gets invited somehow. She's there. Ke- well, Kelly, Kelly did a lot of work. She did a lot. She put a lot of band-aids on people. She stole a good amount of cotton balls. She deserves to go to the pizza place and to go clubbing. And they all, I will say, I thought they all looked very cute. They, they look had, like, very cute outfits. They but all like, have their clubbing outfits on. Except, okay. Now, I've never been pregnant, so I can't speak on this. But if I am seven months pregnant, 0% chance you're bringing me out to a club to dance my butt off. Well, it's because you're 31. But in reality, <laughs> you could just say it's because you're old. <laughs> but I think Yeah, because truly I'm not going to a club anyway. Exactly. I think 16-year-olds could dance. Have, do, haven't you ever seen that, sh- that movie Knocked Up? They tried to go to the club the whole time, Katherine Heigl. I do not remember that movie, I got to say. Oh, okay. Well, Katherine Heigl and um, Judd Apatow's wife tried to go to the club the whole movie. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. So, it's just not for me. But yes. they, do, they do ask favorite clubbing movies. So we have Tabby says The Last Days of Disco. I have not seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, Imogen me. says Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. Yes, At least know course. what that one is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Night at the Roxbury, I have seen. That is Noah's pick. Yeah, everyone's seen that. 
Uh, Climax is Farron's favorite, which I have not. It's seen. a French movie. She has to be French. bougie. Uh, Mouse loves Paris is Burning, which I know Paris is Burning. Yes, if you're um, a uh, RuPaul Drag Race fan, they reference it all the time. And Kelly says Party Girl. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I don't know. I will say I do love Kelly's top where it has like the cutout is like a heart shape. I thought that was very cute. Um, yeah, they're all really adorable in all of these outfits. I even like Imogen's outfit. Yeah, it was matchy. She had her hair up in a high pony. She was rocking it. Yeah, um, but Kelly sneaks back in at 2 a.m. and her father is just waiting there. Uh, oh, she asks where mad. he's been. So, yeah, they kind of have like a head to head battle here. They do. He's been out kissing a guy, uh, but he says he's been working. And Kelly's like, oh, that's weird. You're not wearing your uniform. And then she walks away and there's like this there's smirk. smirk. I liked that. Very Karen-y smirk. But it could be Kelly sure. turning into Karen. You know what I mean? Sure. All of the above. All of the above. Yeah. Um, and uh, then Tabby and Imogen get home. Sydney wants to talk to Tabby alone. She has Tabby's laptop. And we see a lot of naked boys in the locker room. I saw some butts. A lot of butts. Uh, HBO loves a butt. Uh, see Time Traveler's Wife, which unfortunately got canceled. Um, so Sydney says, since Imogen got here, you've been a different person. And it's just like, lies. Absolute lies. But Tabby says, you have secrets, and that's why. We don't talk. We don't really talk. Um, I want you to just ask me and stop living in denial. But Because I think that we we get like a flashback where uh, we do see Tabby getting home really late from that jock party and Sydney kind of thinking something was up but not saying anything. And so I think Tabby Tabby knows and Sydney knows what really happened, but Sydney is not willing to ask Tabby anything. Which and is so a shame. Just like, it's yeah, a shame. it's awful. There's just this gulf between them. Yeah, I think that Sydney could have really made a difference in Tabby's life that night if she just insisted on speaking with her daughter instead of questioning, why are you drinking? Like, how could you be out so late? You know, they, yes. she could have really changed the narrative if she was, you know, open to what her daughter went through. Yep, exactly. Um, but she didn't. And Tabby leaves and they don't talk any talk anymore about this. Um. It's Thanksgiving now. And okay. <laughs> of all the plans. Of all the plans. I mean, the blood drive one is pretty dumb. But Mouse is pretending to be a Girl Scout <laughs> on Thanksgiving? Okay. Is the issue that Thanksgiving is not usually the time for Girl Scout cookies to be sold? Is it that? I That's do primarily think, okay. my problem listen, with this listen, plan, listen. I Listen, listen. I do think it's a good idea. Because. What? Listen. Uh, no, not what Mouse is doing. I'm oh, saying, okay. like, I do think it's a good idea for... Girl Scouts to sell cookies on Thanksgiving because everybody's home. Everyone's home. So you'll ring the doorbell. There's guaranteed somebody at the door. That's number one. Number two. Well, she's not even selling. Listen, she's just delivering. Sh- sh- listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying if any Girl Scouts want to sell cookies on Thanksgiving, I think it's a good <laughs> idea. Number two, sometimes you can't get to the pie in time. You don't have pie or you need extra dessert. I think point. Girl Scout cookies is a really good, you know, emergency dessert. So I think the Girl Scouts need to get on this. But Mouse is freaking stupid as hell for selling girls. Yeah. 
She does not look like a Girl Scout. She looks like she's like 37 years old selling Girl Scout cookies. It's ridiculous. On top of that, she's like delivering them on Thanksgiving. And a little girl answers, which also felt unrealistic to me in this day and age to have a child answer your front door. But whatever. Um, and it's Aaron Stevens. We're either getting murdered on the daily or we are wandering in darkness. Yeah. There's no in between. <laughs> That's it. And you you're gonna die because you're wandering in darkness. Exactly. Yeah. Millwood is like b- basically the streets. Yeah. But she says, I have cookies for, for Aaron Stevens. Um, and he's like, I didn't order Girl Scout cookies. And she's just like, Do you know who I am, Dad? Yeah, my issue is that this little girl is probably the child that their parents have been waiting for for years and years and years. You're having this conversation before, but my biggest issue is that the little girl has an American Girl doll and it's freaking Molly. Don't you love your children? (laughs) Don't buy your child the Molly American Girl doll. Do you want her to be an outcast? Oh my here's, god. Here's Samantha. Like every so bad bitch in the world. against Molly. I really loved Molly. Because you were a dork. I was. You she were had not the braids a bad bitch. And the really cute glasses. I got the American Girl doll that looked like me and I bought glasses for it. <laughs> just get Molly. Why didn't you just get Molly? I don't know. I should have. She looked just like me. <laughs> Molly's trash, but no, Mouse. Like, don't say these things in front of the little girl. Like, that's so confusing. Yeah, but he he instantly. She's like, I just want to know you, but he shoes her away. He's like, Nope, this is a mistake. Bye, see you I later. Want to know you? You look like a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Imogen goes to help out at the shelter before dinner, and Sydney's like, Ah, oh, dinner's at six. Okay, great. Meanwhile, Noah's hanging out at Sean's house because Marjorie is working on Thanksgiving at a pizza place. Um, and, uh, his dad, I think we get a glimpse at Sean's like home life because his dad seems very pushy and very like puts a lot of pressure on Noah about sports or yeah. excuse me, about Sean about sports, which but also then he then pushes turn, on Noah. Noah because yeah. he was like, Oh, tell me about like the track team. Like, are you running? Are you going to do good? Like, how yes. are you going to win if you don't practice every day like stuff like that and you can see kind of like why sean might have felt pressure to take steroids so that he could be the best so that he can impress his father his mom seems lovely though yeah and of course noah goes snooping in sean's room and finds blue pills so very upset she's very upset yeah uh tabby deletes all the locker room videos that she has and she gets a text message that says silence kills we've heard that before same thing um then we get uh we get a guy just randomly coming over on thanksgiving to their house and it is tyler's dad and he's like oh i need to talk to tabby she knows what happened to my boy uh not appropriate on thanksgiving too not on thanksgiving anything not ever but it's thanksgiving black friday maybe yeah um and uh sydney's like you you need to get on out of here see you later bud but then she Um, turns to her daughter's like are you you know are you gonna tell me the truth of what really happened it's like are you responsible sydney why don't you start telling the truth how about that exactly also sydney was so mean to imogen uh yeah not great not great at all no don't like it nope 
Um, and then we have at Mouse's house, ha, Mouse's house, uh, Mouse and her mom are just chilling on the couch watching some movie. And uh, then Mouse decides she hasn't already made enough mistakes today. She's going to go in her bedroom and freaking chat request Steve. Now, okay, so in my opinion, she did this because she was looking for someone that actually wanted to be her dad. Of course, that's why she did it. But like, Mouse, this is still a terrible decision. Yeah. Like, so you know Steve is a creep. We've been we've been here before. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's and she's talking to him on the Discord as usual. Yep. Um, let's see. She speaks to Ash. Ash's Discord name is Ash versus Evil Dead. Um, love that for Ash. Um, Steve is just Steve B. Steve B. Of course it is. Uh, we're okay. Imogen decides I'm gonna go to Angela Waters' house alone. Bad idea. Yeah, really and it's bad. a mess. It's disgusting. There's newspaper everywhere. Wait, and the moment I see ropes tied to a bed, I am out. I'm not going there to begin with, but I am out of there. Out of there. Why is this house abandoned after all these years? Is it really nobody's taking care of this place? Is- well, Crazy Joe has been there. Crazy Joe definitely has been there. Crazy Joe had like groceries, but I don't even know. Not, what we got to talk about not Crazy yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we go in and there's a lot of suspicious things and it looks really decrepit. And yeah, newspapers everywhere. And we find A's mask. Yeah. Hanging on a wall, too. Like it's like a kind of almost like animal heads hang yeah. on walls. Oh, what about the freaking cage? We got to talk about the cage. Okay. What's so up with the cage? There's a cage and it has like hay or straw. Yes. In it. Like yeah. they've been keeping a human in there and a water bowl, but a water bowl. But then there is like some clothes in the corner. Yeah. And Imogen goes upstairs. That's where A's mask is. And then, yeah, so I don't know. I assume that the ropes tied to the bed were to keep Angela's mom, like, restrained. Okay, sure. But who's staying in the in the cage? I don't know. I honestly, I, like, A's victims? I don't know. I was thinking you could think it, if he kept Tyler alive, which he didn't do, then I was thinking it could have been that. But mm-hmm. I have really no clue who's in the cage. I thought the cage was back from, like, the Angela and Rose days, not you think from... so. I thought so. This house is the creepiest house it is. ever. And then Imogen is going downstairs, and there's freaking Crazy Joe, who has a knife, just starts chasing her. We didn't talk about the body. Oh no, we didn't see we the didn't body see yet. It yet. Sorry. Yeah, she runs and hides behind a door as if he won't find her. I know she's really the, the worst at hiding. This is really truly like the this is like when you're watching a scary movie and you're like you're so stupid for what you're doing. This I know is that moment. I know, I know. He finds and, her really easily because because she finds the body. Yeah. So there's a body on a like a dead body on a bed, and there's With like a, a baby doll, doll next. there. Ooh, there's like so many creepy things in this room. I gotta tell you. Now, can we get confirmation? I'm pretty sure they found Angela's body at that warehouse, right? So this yes. has to be Rose. You would think so, but why did why were people saying that it was Angela later on? I Thing. don't know. 
No, it could be Angela. That's the thing. It could be Angela. Maybe he took her body before the cops oh, got there. They, she got dug up. Or that too. On the ground. Yes. And Imogen eventually smashes a vase on Crazy Joe's head and gets out of there. She runs. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah. Um, Back at the Tabby household, Sydney asks Tabby if Tyler hurt her. And Tab- this is when Tabby tells her mom about the sexual assault. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they finally were able to be honest. I feel like it felt like a little late because I just wish that Sydney was listening. I wish they were able to communicate, but I'm yeah. glad that she was able to open up to her mom finally. Yes. Um. So, yeah, that was good. And I, I, I think that her mother's response was really sweet in these moments. She was like, I'm sorry. Like, I, she hugged her. So, um, yes. I think that it went it went well, and I'm glad that her mom was willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so then Greg and Kelly are kissing in the car, and Kelly's like, "I just had like the worst Thanksgiving." I and then she says, "Call me Karen." Oh, when she, oh my gosh, when she was like, "Just I have I have one thing," and I said before she even said it, "Call me Karen," and then she said call me karen i was like yeah there it is there it is this to me speaks to kelly wanting to be karen versus it actually being karen could be either but it could be either yeah but i was like there it is i loved that she said it because it's sick it is sick sick. it's and i love it i love how disgusting and like I don't know. It feels so wrong, but it was like, yeah, if you're going to go there, Kelly, go there. Like, if you're going to be a crazy, like, psychopath killer, then take take over her personality. Like, go all the way. Call me Karen. Loved it. 10 out of 10. Um. Imogen is waiting at the bus stop, and she texts the other girls. They meet up at freaking Pinball Pizza Place again. Uh, and Imogen tells them all what happened. The masks was there. The body, she says, was probably Angela's. And Noah, Noah says, oh, let's just go and confront him. What? I'm sorry, <laughs> Noah. What? Noah's decision-making has been very poor this episode. But it's okay because <sighs> her and her little doe eyes can do whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, you're a cutie. And yet the rest of the girls are just like, you know what? It's five against one. We have butcher knives. <laughs> yeah wait who said that they had butcher knives at their house and they have and not only that this is the weirdest thing to me because most people in a butcher block have like one i don't know what they're called like a, probably a butcher knife like the one a, yeah, big a cleaver one. isn't it called a cleaver no a cleaver is like the square one like right. they all have these like random like sharp long knives but usually there's only one of those in a block not five yeah, they don't have a block of butcher knives they have a knife block with a butcher knife in it. They, they have five of them. They brought like a pairing. No, there was all sorts of different knives. There was a long skinny knife. There was a butcher knife. There was a oh, cleaver. There? there was okay. a paring knife. Like they. Whoever gets stuck with the paring knife is screwed. That one's so small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They did Give a really me the longest, job. sharpest one possible. Yeah, well, I mean, how sharp is their knives? Do they well, sharpen their knives very often? I just don't want the cleaver because that one you can't poke stab. You have to like slice. Oh, stab got it got you know, it. i want the pokey yeah. kind yeah and i don't want the serrated because i feel like that's not gonna do as much damage <laughs> the, the bread knife yeah, i don't want the bread knife <laughs> okay i won't give you it the is bread, not bread. um so yeah so they're just walking around with knives no big deal uh but the body's gone no crazy joe 
Um, and so they go back to Crazy Joe's train car because that also seems like a great idea. Yeah, we know just where to go. So then they find Crazy Joe. He it looks like he's hung himself, in my opinion. No freaking way. No way. A he's, did it. Yeah, the I real think so A too. I think so too. Uh he left a note. Angela Waters did not die in vain. And there's a yearbook the just sitting in there. red. Yes, yes. Love uh, it. The yearbook is sitting there. It's her mom's senior yearbook. Joe had it. Uh, Imogen says, uh, we can call the police, but they decide to do it as anonymous tip. So they all leave. Um, and this is when we find out that Joe's handwriting is a match for the sixth signature. And he had scratched out all their mom's photos in the yearbook. It's pretty creepy. It's very creepy. Pretty creepy. Um, Imogen says, really? Crazy Joe is A? Could it be that simple? And Tabby, the queen of horror movies, Tabby says, based on every horror movie I've seen, it's never that simple. It's never that simple. It's not. There's no way. I think that Crazy Joe was, like, lightly involved. I think that he did A's. He knew more. A's grunt work. I think think he knew a lot more and and that information died with him. Yeah. Um, but I think he was like a pretty decent red herring to have, but we yeah. still have two episodes. So obviously he's not a, come on now. But I think that he could have been in the creepy killer costume, but I don't think that he's the mastermind behind a, mm-hmm. I think that he's like the big hulking figure that we've been seeing, but I don't think that he's actually the brainchild of a, like, I don't think that he mm-hmm. was controlling things all the way. Yeah, that's. I think that's fair to say. And I think that he was disposable to A. Easily. Easily disposable. Yeah. Um, and that was our episode. The Easily the most off-the-walls episode we've had. It was nutty, but it was fun. And that's all I can ask for from Pretty exactly. Little Liars. That's and the only thing that I want. We're lucky enough to have two episodes left. Do you want to hear the title for the next episode? Yeah. Dead and Buried. Bed with a B? No, sorry, dead. Dead. With a t- oh, okay. Okay, perfect. <laughs> dead and buried. Dead and buried. Sure, perfect. Uh, Amazing. So that's exciting. I'm really excited. I actually think I'm going to watch it tonight when we're done recording. I'm going to watch really it tonight. See. Yeah, I really want to see yeah, it. Yeah, I want to. I'm dying to know what's going on. Dying. I'm to dying. Know. Uh-huh. Dying to know. Um, but yeah, that was our that was our episode. Sarah, what do you have to plug this week? A lot. Um, most excitingly, A League of Their Own with Grace and Marissa. We've been having a really good time covering that. So check it out. All eight episodes are released on Amazon Prime. You can watch that on Post Show Recaps. Well, listen to it on Post Show Recaps. Aside from that, Jessica and I are back to podcasting about Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek. And this weekend, we are going to be covering Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. So super excited to do all of that. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Um, and you can find all that I do on Shit 90 Shows, Tommy. You can find me at the Joe Sterling. I am also fig- uh, finishing up Paper Girls with Deidre here, as well as also, of course, covering community on Community Building. We are midway through season three there. Um, and of course, if you're enjoying everything, please leave us a review. Subscribe, posterrecaps.com slash Pretty Little Liars. We are also in the HBO 
feed. If you want to contribute to the conversation, you could totally do so by being in the Posture Recaps Discord at any level of, of the patron patronage. PostureRecaps.com slash Patreon. We have merch as well. Of course, t-shirts, what? hats, mugs, anything you might want. Uh, PostureRecaps.com slash store. That is all we have What about for cotton you. swabs? We don't sell cotton swabs, unfortunately. Rats. But you know what? If you need to, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I was All right. Something weird with mugs, but you know what? If two can keep a secret, <laughs> we still need to figure that out. If two can keep a secret, then one of them is dead. Exactly. We'll figure it out in two more episodes. We'll figure out if, and we'll also figure out how good at detectives we are and if we were right about anything along the way. Um, thank you all for listening. We will be back in just a few days with more coverage of Pretty Little Liars. Talk to you next time. Bye.